Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. I am Kelly. Good morning, Lisa. How are you this morning? Good morning, Kelly. I am great. How are you? <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm I'm great too. Um, <laughs> the topic that we're talking about today actually started out being about moms, you know, single moms, working moms, single parents, it could be a dad, um, and guilt. And we've kind of accidentally expanded on that topic, but let's start with raising kids. How many times as a parent are we faced with, you know, kind of those those choices that you can no matter what you do, you're going to feel guilty about it. Uh, I know with uh, my daughter, there were times when um, she would want to go to an event or she would want to go to a party or she would want to go somewhere. And as her parent, I felt like that was not the good place for her to be. Either she was too young or I was familiar with the situation she wanted to walk into and didn't want her there. And I would tell her no. Well, then I was feeling guilty for telling her no, but then if I'd let her go, I was feel, I would have been guilty for, for sending her somewhere where I felt like she shouldn't be. So, you know, and when you're going back to work um, after being off for maternity leave or for, you know, raising your kids or whatever it is, when you go back to work, there's that guilt where you want to contribute to your family. You need to work. You need to make an income. But then again, you feel guilty because you're not spending time with your kids. It's like you want to provide for your kids, but you want to spend time with your kids. So what do you think? What, what do you do in those situations? How, how do you handle that guilt? I think for me, I don't let it stay around that long. Like, I'll feel guilty, I'll feel bad, but then I'll realize that, you know, I look at the higher purpose, like the safety of my child, not being in a good place, um, and that I also prioritize, like, for myself. Okay, <laughs> let me rephrase that. I am now making myself more of a priority than I did before, and... I, I think there's really hello, yeah. But what what you're uh, sorry? I, I, uh, a blog talk is having issues this morning. I had some problems with my earlier show, so I don't know. It's it's kind of cutting in and out. Um, I, I think what you're what you're alluding to. You're putting yourself first. And something that we all need to do, whether you're married and with no kids or you're a single parent or you're married with kids or whatever your situation in life is, putting ourselves first is something we really need to do. And even if you're just in a relationship and you're not married, you're just dating someone, it's kind of hard to always put yourself first, isn't it? It's it's sort of, but if I put myself first and do this for me, then I, maybe I'm missing out. Yeah. 
Kelly, Sorry. you're cutting in and I out don't... really, really bad. Okay. Blog Talk is apparently having issues this morning. Can you hear me at all? No, no, you're not there. Okay. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm I'm going to okay. hang up and call back in because I apparently have a really hard, um, I'm I'm having a hard time hearing you and I don't think you're hearing me either. So we're going to do that. So um, go ahead and you're continue back with the show. Like, you're be, fine now. Oh. No, you're good. Well, good. that's <laughs> interesting. It could have been my phone that was acting up. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it's it's. Re- <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, Blog Talk was having some issues on my earlier show, so I don't know if it's on their end or, you know, or or what the deal is. But um, yeah, how how is it that we put ourselves first and move through that guilt? What what works for you? Because I know what works for me is reaching for that higher feeling, that that higher purpose where I know if I take care of myself, I am better able to take care of everyone else and the other situations that come up in my life, which for those of you listening who don't know me well, believe me, there's a lot that comes up in my life. <laughs> so what, what what works for you? How do you get to that point where you're not feeling guilty about taking time for yourself? Well, I have two ways of determining when it's okay for me to take time for myself. First of all, I allow myself to be selfish because everybody that demands from me, I feel is being selfish because they all expect, 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 expect. So why can't mommy do the same? Why can't fiance do the same? Why can't, you know, so if everybody's coming at me and expects me to be the problem solver and and everything in the house, then I'm allowed because they have so many expectations of me that I'm allowed to be selfish and say, whoa, for the next hour, don't knock on the bathroom door. I'm going to be in the bathtub. That's one way that I do it. I allow myself to be selfish because if I can't, you know, happy wife, happy life, if I can't function, at my best, I'm not, I'm not good enough for my family. I'm not going to be able to help them through. Um, I've been to the point of exhaustion, you know, working on two-hour sleep increments for a week at a time. And trust me, even when you're trained to be able to do that, <laughs> it still takes a toll on you mentally. Um, that was my right. days in the military. You know, and then <clears throat> the other one is my family knows when I'm on shutdown. When, when I'm about to blow up, when, you know, when the nuclear bomb is about to explode in this house. Yesterday, for example, I was having sensory overload. I was trying to get through this training because I wanted to be able to book my vacation. And then I was booking my vacation, and nothing was working out for me. And just long story short, I was done and, and I still had stuff to do at, like, 8 o'clock at night. I was like, crap, I didn't get to this, 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 and this. <laughs> but then I realized, you know, I had to take a step back and say, you know, it's okay that it worked out that way. It was learning lessons and, and all this other stuff, you know. And um, I didn't walk away. I, I made myself finish what I was doing because I knew it wouldn't be, like, a three-day project. And I was like, all right, universe, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this, and I'm not going to walk away and just throw my hands up. 
So I passed the test, uh, both one that I had to take for my certification to become a travel agent as well as the universal test, thank you. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, I was feeling it build up. And at like 8.30, my family was like, all right, <laughs> you're good. We're cutting you off for the night. You know, you're, you're good. You know, we might come to you for one or two things, but please go and, and just drain your brain, you know. Think of nothing other than right. what you want to think of. Please take that time. Um, but I started training them to see that that's important as well because we allow people to treat us the way that we teach them to treat us. Right. Or we teach right. people to treat us the way, yeah, either way, I guess, or. Right. Well, you know, and I think a lot of people, and women in particular, somehow we've been taught or programmed or we've done it to ourselves where we are supposed to be all things to all people. And when we do take that time out, when we do put ourselves first, when we, when we do say, hey, you know what, solve your own problems for a little bit here, give me, give me some time, you know, we, we wrestle with ourselves. I know there was a time in my life where I would just sit and beat myself up. If I took a time out and took a long hot bath or sat in the hot tub or went for a walk, in my head, I would be beating myself up for doing that. Well, I really should have done this. Well, what if I did this? Well, maybe I should go back. Well, maybe I should. And, you know, that's, that was really tough for me to get through. It, it was um, really a constant battle between me and myself for a long time. Right. And, I, you know, I know a lot of people – that have come to me through the years for coaching have done that too, particularly entrepreneurs. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to raise kids, particularly if you're a single parent, that is a whole other level of guilt because when you're building a business, you have to get into that whatever-it-takes mode. And there are days, weeks, months, even years where there really isn't a lot of time that you can carve out for yourself. So I, I think it's important to realize that everyone goes through that. And just because everyone goes through that doesn't mean it's an okay thing to go through. I think we all need to um, set our own kind of boundaries and and limits. Um, Absolutely. It, 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 how, Putting yourself first is hard a lot of the times, though, isn't it? I, I know it was for me. Um, well, here what, I think something that – I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was going to say, what, what helped you get to that point where you can do that? I think a lot of it has to do with the concept of self-love. When you love yourself, you realize the importance of and the need for taking care of yourself. But you also realize mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it kind of sets aside that guilt um, that I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And I, I think that helped me because I'm here to help my children figure out who they are and to be the best versions of themselves and to grow up to be great citizens, you know. And so – when I take the control factor out of the aspect of raising them, when I allow myself to step back a little bit and not be an overbearing and strict parent who has 
that whole control factor um, in it, because I used to be that way, um, you know, it's, it's, they are a little more capable of figuring out their own things. I'm raising my kids to be a right. little more independent. So I don't – now, granted, I do have older children, but my kids were in the kitchen at the age of seven learning how to cook, you know, for example. And so if they would come to me in the morning and say, Mom, I'm hungry, um, what's for breakfast? I, I would say, you know where the eggs are? Make yourself some eggs. And some people, (laughs) I know I've got those listeners like, oh, my God, you mean you didn't get up and cook a meal for your family? Well, no, I didn't. (laughs) There would be times I would, but for the most part, no, I didn't. But you know what I did end up getting? That every once in a while, my kids will bring me breakfast in bed because they've made their own breakfast. I don't have to ask them. I don't have to tell them. You know, that's just, they know. They come down here and they make breakfast and then... They'll bring it to us upstairs. And I've also allowed them freedom in the kitchen. We'll have red eggs. Forever. You're breaking up now. <laughs> you're, you're breaking up really bad. You're in a bad place there. Okay. Is that getting better? That is much better, Kelly? yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Weird. Okay. There you are. <laughs> so, um, you yeah, know, okay, I, I, think, <laughs> I think one thing that we need to, to address is, is really um, – Guilt that is a um, is is something that helps us grow and mature and take responsibility, and guilt that is really not healthy uh, or really not appropriate guilt. And what I've seen I is that many times when it's guilt, where you know a mom going back to work, or in my case when I can't save every animal on the planet that needs saving. That's not a healthy guilt. That's not an appropriate guilt because you're really not, you haven't done anything wrong. And guilt in that case is just, you know, beating yourself up. And I know I've done that too. When you've actually, when you're feeling guilty for something that you've actually done, that you actually need to make amends for, whether you've said something you really shouldn't have said and didn't mean to say or it came out wrong, or you've done something that maybe thinking back on probably wasn't the appropriate thing to do, that kind of guilt is really showing you internally where you need to take responsibility and maybe, you know, make amends for. And if that's the kind of guilt that you're, you're dealing with, um, anyone listening, say you're sorry, take responsibility, make amends sooner rather than later, because that kind of guilt can really eat you up even more than the, the unhealthy, what I, what I used to call frivolous guilt. And then someone said, well, it's not frivolous at all. I feel guilty for leaving my kid. You know, that's, it's totally different kind of thing. I just, I wanted to make that distinction since we're talking about guilt, because there are different forms of guilt, much like there's different forms of, you know, pretty much everything else, Um, you know, remembering that no one is perfect. And I've said it before, and, you know, I probably will say it a million more times. I really honestly don't believe anyone says, you know what, I'm going to bring children in the world so that I can, can mess up their lives as much as possible. I don't think that happens. I think parents do the best job raising their kids that they're capable of doing and keep in mind that's different for everyone. But um, 
you know, I, I, I think a lot of the parental guilt is uh, misplaced. Um, you know, well, I, I read something about that. Go ahead, finish your thought, because I'm, I'm kind of going to change gears here and ask a different question. So finish your thought. Okay. Let me go back to um, pre, <laughs> pre-BC <laughs> time period and maybe even, even BC time period. Let's move back to before modern man. And, you know, women's roles were different. Women accepted those roles. I think religion kind of played a, a part on the shift in the woman's role, whereas back in the day, my computer just things, I'm sorry, back in, way back, you know, a woman was actually respected and revered for being a homemaker. Um, if you look at different cultures, the Mayans, the Aztecs, uh, you know, the Egyptians, uh, Native Americans, they, there was a different respect for the woman's role versus the man's role. And then right. the shift in modern-day feminism, where we just wanted to be a little more equal. And I'm saying, I'm saying at that point, you know, feminism, modern-day feminism started, we wanted to be a little more equal. So we were working at chipping away some of that equality. And then somewhere in, like, the 80s, the 70s and the 80s, like this whole shift of, okay, you want all this and you want to go back to work, and here you go, and now you have to be a superwoman. And right. I think that when that happened, that, yes, take this how you want, the male species didn't, they wanted, they, everything was thrown on us. And we were still expected to hold the household role, the mom mm-hmm. role, and now the career woman role. And there wasn't, right. there, there, there was definitely hitting a brick wall because men didn't want to start doing that stuff. Now we're seeing a little bit more of a shift to men helping in the house. So it's becoming more of a partnership when it comes to a a woman who wants to have a career. And so I think that that is shifting with that view. Right. But maternally, instinctually, we want to be around our children. And if you're really feeling that, guilty over it. Some women don't. I could have done either. I wasn't as happy being a stay-at-home mom uh, as I was having some other thing to do. And there are moms that right. that is everything to them, and that's amazing and phenomenal. And I think if there's that much guilt, then I don't know that I can sit here and tell you that you need to figure out a way to deal with that mom guilt. Maybe there's some other thing that you need to look at. Do you really need to have gone back to work? Can you maybe telecommute a couple of days or three days a week? Do you have to always be in the home office? Can you start some sort of home-based business? You know, what are you getting out of the house just to get away for a while? Can you join a gym to do that one, an hour a day? You know, I, I, I personally to me, I think that that it's a little bit bigger and it needs to be – picked apart a little bit more right I think a lot of women and I know I you know my poor daughter grew up with a mother who was an entrepreneur and I I started businesses like most people go clothing shopping you know I I was just always always had a a business sense and, and always stuff going on 
And she grew up to be a very, very independent woman. And she has a career that she absolutely loves, and she excels at it, and it's awesome. And in talking with many of her friends, because I'm friends with most of their mothers, um, they're all the same way, and their moms didn't grow up, or they didn't grow up with entrepreneurial moms. So I think something shifted in probably the late 70s to the mid-80s where women found that they were more fulfilled if they had a bigger purpose than raising kids. At the same time, in my mind, there still is no bigger purpose than raising your children to be well-adjusted, contributing to society, positive-thinking adults. And there's no reason in my mind why you can't have it all. Um, it was difficult, but I kind of did it. I, you know, someone asked me what my greatest accomplishment was, and it was an interview, and they were expecting me to, to come out with a business. And when I said my daughter, they didn't know what to say. But in my mind, that is my biggest accomplishment, is, is my, my daughter. Um, but at the same time, these women who were raised by very independent, strong, hardworking women are kind of, it's kind of a backlash that I'm seeing. I know more young mothers in their, you know, 20s, 30s who have chosen to be stay-at-home moms rather than go back to work than at any time um, in my memory you know, since I was a child, but I was raised by a working grandmother. So, you know, that, that goes with that. But um, it's got to be an independent choice. It has to be something that is very individual to each individual because, well, we're individuals. Um, one thing, though, that I read about this guilt, and it kind of goes back to that, really, is a lot of times this one psychiatrist, and I can't remember his name right now, and I, I didn't bookmark his page, and I'm sorry for that, but he did some research about guilt that mothers in particular feel. And he did some other things on men as well, but he said the women tended to, to internalize their guilt uh, very, very differently, of course, than, than men do. And he said it goes back to their mothers. Some, many women are passing guilt from generation to generation. If they had a parent who was constantly talking about how they should have, would have, could have, they're going to raise kids who think they should have, would have, could have, and those kids are going to raise kids, and it's the same thing. So what we've, what we've got is a generation of people who are saying, you know, I feel so guilty. I should have really paid attention when they put me in piano lessons. Or, you know, I, I really shouldn't have acted out in school, so I'm going to pass that on to my kids that, you know, they're going to be guilty about every little thing. And I thought that was a really interesting study because he said that there were some children that he was working with in therapy who expressed guilt for being the bad kid in school when they'd never been in trouble. What? But they were picking up on, yeah, they were picking up on that guilt from their mothers wow. who were constantly talking about how, 
I should have been a better kid. I just wasn't a good kid. You know, you, you need to be a better kid because I wasn't a good kid. And I'm, you know, and that's, and he said that was really dysfunctional, of course. But he found that in working with several kids, that these kids felt very badly about themselves because the parents talked about how horrible they were as children. Wow. And he said that, of course, yeah, he said that led to dysfunctional family after dysfunctional family after dysfunctional family. And he traced it back to the guilt that parents were inadvertently passing on. It's not like the parents said, I'm going to make my kid feel guilty, you know, but it, it happens. So that to me was really one more example of how we need to be careful how we talk to our kids and maybe reframe, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, I really wish I'd paid closer attention to piano lessons or, you know, I really should have paid closer attention to science in school or whatever it was for you. And it's another thing to say, oh, I never did this all because I didn't do that to your kids. You know, it's, it's wow. in framing how you, how you talk to your kids. But uh, this, this psychiatrist has, has worked with and studied dysfunctional families uh, for, you know, literally generations. And that's, that's what he came to up with is really it's kind of a guilt thing. It's a very poor self-image brought about by that that guilt and these kids weren't guilty of anything other than being kids can i expand on that yes please that that's i I love that concept um but i noticed first of all i do recognize the shift of the younger mothers deciding to stay home and i think that's that's awesome um but you know you're talking about just how a parent talks about themselves and the regrets that they have. But then also I see that, you know, when, when there's a parent who nitpicks and expects perfection and, you know, like that can also, I've seen it several times backfire. And, you know, you think you're raising this perfect, you know, person and then all of a sudden in their 30s they're crumbling apart you know um, I think that particularly with moms and daughters because it and I know we've mentioned this in a previous show it's passed from generation to generation and and oh, you, know, yeah. you sit with your ankles crossed and your knees together because that's how a lady sits um, you know get that perfect posture and all of those nitpicky things that we that we do to our children and I use that term loosely we, the we term, um, you know, that when you've heard that all, you know, all your childhood and now you're an adult trying to function and, you know, your husband's mad because you aren't staying at home and the house isn't as clean as it used to be and, you know, the children are running a little bit more amok because you're exhausted when you walk in the door or whatever the case may be, you know, where is that guilt coming from? Is that coming from because you really truly feel guilty that you abandoned your family or is is there something, you know, that you're allowing that person to project their insecurities and their shortcomings onto you? And does that stem from something that you faced in your childhood with, um, and and we all are doing the best that we can to raise the most functional people on the planet. I get it. You know, and and you're on the stand if you do, the stand if you don't. But 
but, you know, yep. is that something from your childhood? That, is that why? Because you, you're still trying to live up to people's expectations and you're still trying to be good enough and that you feel that no matter what you do isn't good enough, then you really need to reevaluate that too. Because I promise you, you're right. good enough. And it's your decision. It's you, you know, one of those days, one of these days your children aren't going to be in your home anymore. So if that's something that you can, that you want to do, that you want to go out of the home and work because you know that your kids are still going to go on and be productive citizens of society and have a great life for themselves, their own life for themselves. And, and personally right now they're living their own lives too. It's their life. Right. Of course they have to have a little bit of rules and boundaries, but that's their life, you know, and so and they kind of it all kind of like intertwines in this big ball of yarn that you have to uh, you know <laughs> detangle. I, it's just there's so many different factors, but really, you know, are you still trying to live up to expectations that are? Um, and I'm not saying don't give your kids expectations. Look, is that something? And, and and is it is that where your guilt is stemming from? Because you don't feel that you're good enough. Right. Right, right, and, and like I said before, that's a very no. It's not. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is that's not healthy guilt. And one of the things that I've seen several places recently in in different um, different scenarios working with kids is when a kid feels like they're they've they're guilty when they when they look guilty. And uh, we as parents, we've all seen it. You know, you see a child, especially your own kid, and you can just say, okay, what would you do? What are you feeling bad about? <laughs> and, you know, it, it's like written all over their face. You know, you, you just, you know. I talk to them about why they feel that way. Um, a lot of times what I've learned recently through kind of um, looking at and studying different workshops is a lot of times kids tend to associate I'm, I feel guilty or they'll feel bad. And if you talk to them, well, why do you feel guilty? Why, what do you think you did wrong and why do you think that that was wrong? And a lot of times they'll say because it hurts someone else. Well, that's, that's guilt that is teaching. That's guilt that is um, constructive guilt. But if they say something like, well, you know, I don't know, or, or they're going to be disappointed or mom's going to be mad, you need to investigate a little bit more because that might be a, a, an indication that that kid needs more self-love. They need to learn how to talk about what they're feeling a little bit better. I know when I was a kid, um, I had a mom who was very anti-athletic. She hadn't liked gym in school. She was not athletic. She was very klutzy. She just did not want anything to do with any sort of physical activity. And I was a very athletic kid. I was constantly running and playing baseball and climbing trees and building things. And I was one of the boys, really. I was the, you know, your stereotypical tomboy. And for a very long time, I felt guilty about being me because she had expressed so often how much she hated that kind of stuff. Right. And it took me a long time to work through that. Oh, that's not mine. 
you know, that that's not, okay, that's, that's your thing. That's not my thing. And I think, like, going back to what the psychiatrist was saying, where kids pick up on their parents, I definitely did that with her. You know, uh, there was a, a time where a PE teacher, this was in grade school, back when we had PE in grade school, well, that was dark ages, but um, <laughs> I had a PE teacher that asked me why all of a sudden did I not want to play uh, baseball and did I not want to play dodgeball? And I had to kind of really, oh, that's because that was, that was from my mom. No, I do want to play. Yeah, 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 yeah I want to play, I want to play. No, my mom didn't want to play. And she's like, well, your mom isn't in this class, so we're okay there. <laughs> but, but I think kids really, I will never forget her saying that. <laughs> I think kids really do that. And it's, it's important to realize when your kid is, is having a guilty moment that is a learning experience and when they're feeling guilty for something that they shouldn't be feeling guilty for because they are like little sponges. They soak up everything around them. I agree. But uh, how, how do we, so how do we move forward from that state? How do we, let's, let's use a scenario. We'll go back to the stay at home mom, because that's a, that's something that a lot of people can identify with. How do you get past it? You know, I know when, um, when I went back to work, after my daughter was born, I was in a, a very negative situation. So I felt like I had to escape my house every day. And that's what got me back. Um, she was safer in daycare than she was anywhere else at that point in her life. But my situation was not, you know, typical. So for the typical mom returning to the workforce who is having that guilt, what do you suggest? How do they move forward in that? You know, I, one, one, you know, yeah, that's, that's a, that's, that's important. That's a good one. Is, is practicing self-love and, and sitting down and seriously analyzing, you know, where is that guilt coming from? Why are you feeling that? Um, if you're a people pleaser, that might stem from further back in your childhood and, you know, expectations. I grew up in a, my house wasn't strict, but the schools that I attended were very um, controlling. And to the point where I think it was beyond (laughs) expectations. And, um, you know, it was, it was what it was. That's where I was sent. And so, you know, I just now I have to make the best of the situation. And, you know, if you feel that you can't get past it, maybe therapy is a good thing. If, if you tried other avenues, a coach might help you say, okay, but we recognize that now we're moving on. Um, right. You know, set your expectations differently. Let me try that again. Set your expectations differently for the people who are, they're not making you feel that way, but they are stirring up something inside of you that is making you feel that way. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think have to let you take the important. 
I think the really important thing is to realize that we are each and every one of us in control of how we feel. And if you're feeling guilty, you are making yourself feel guilty. And if it is not because of a healthy kind of guilt, a growth kind of guilt where you've done something you need to take responsibility for, um, then really look at why are you feeling guilty? You know, a lot of studies have been done through the years on kids whose parents work and they're in daycare. And for the most part, it has been found that those kids, most kids, and not every kid, but, you know, most kids actually become more resilient, more independent, more supportive, more encouraging of other kids when they are in a daycare situation at a young age. They tend to be better adjusted socially at an earlier age. So I always point that out to um, moms who are going back to work and feeling guilty about having someone else, quote, unquote, raise their child. It's um, really, you know, our kids are not our possessions. Our kids are their own beings. And really, I think the earlier in their lives that we all realize that, the better off it's going to be for everyone. I think... You know, if it's if it's something where sometimes women feel like they're they're kind of forced to go back to work earlier than they would like to, whether it is a financial concern or a lot of women these days are concerned about keeping health insurance and they are the reason their job is the reason that they have health insurance and they don't have a long enough maternity leave. Those are all issues that as a society we need to really take a look at because I really don't think a brand-new mom should be forced to go back into the work environment two weeks, which I've heard is a very common period of time, after giving birth. I, your body is still changing. You're still getting used to that you know, beautiful little being. I don't think that's enough time for maternity leave, and yet I hear that's quite common. Um, you know, so those are all things that as a society we need to look at. But, you know, self-love is so important. Realize you're not perfect. No one is perfect. You're never going to be perfect. You know, and if you are one of those moms that is kind of being forced back into the job market before you were ready, take a deep breath and put one foot in front of the other and know this too shall pass. You know, I'm a grandmother now. I swear my daughter is only two. I swear, you know, that's what it feels like. Time passes so quickly. And what seems to be an insurmountable thing for you right now is going to be over in the blink of an eye. And, yeah, you're going to look back one day and you're going to say, well, maybe I could have done that better. But you know what? Let that go because that's not a healthy guilt either. Learn to look forward and look for the positives. You know, really there are so many more opportunities for women now than there were even when I was a kid. It's Take advantage of those opportunities. Socialization is important for adults as well as kids, you know. And I, I know when I was sick for a long period of time, it's um, – it was such an awesome thing to be able to leave my house and go see other people. 
you know, actually sit down with, with someone and have a conversation. So look at the positive things. If you're really, really, if, you're, if your unhealthy guilt turns to depression or anxiety or something like that, which it can, get help. You know, there are women's groups. There are mother's groups. If you're in Southern California, there is a single mom's group. It's actually called Smurf, and they're not blue. But um, there are groups. There are those, those avenues out there for, for women who are feeling overwhelmed. Know that you're not going to feel anything that any other woman has never felt. I mean, everything that you go through, someone else has gone through. So reach out and make those connections. And, again, counseling is always an option. You know, sometimes even just getting a coach that you can talk to, somebody you can talk to and talk about what you're feeling is really, really, really helpful. And when you're starting to move past that unhealthy guilt to feeling something like depression or anxiety, that social connection is critical for getting you through it. Exactly. Yep. So I think that's about all we have on dealing with guilt, at least for one show. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, I Lisa? A good one. I do not. <laughs> You know, I, the bottom line is everyone feels it. So, you know, that in my mind, that was a huge thing for me to realize that, number one, everyone has felt like that. And number two, I was making myself feel like that. And once you're ready to accept that responsibility for how you feel, you start feeling better. At least I did. So that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye. Bye, everyone.